Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. In the reading today from Luke chapter 9, we hear that while they were all amazed at his every deed, Jesus is asking them to pay attention at something. And we ask ourselves, what are they amazed at? The last two chapters we've seen that Jesus multiplies the bread, walks on water, calms the storm. He um, takes demons out, raises someone on the way there. He cures a woman who's bleeding. He's transfigured. So Jesus has been full-blown into action in the last couple of chapters. And the disciples, of course, are amazed. But Jesus doesn't ask them, ask them to pay attention to the deeds or how many people have been healed or even to the content of the transfiguration. Look, the law and the prophets were represented. And, I, you know, within the big uh, group of the 12, there's an inner circle of the three. He tells them, pay attention to what I'm telling you. The Son of Man is to be handed over to men. But Luke tells us they didn't understand this saying. The meaning was hidden from them so that they should not understand it. And they were afraid to ask him about the saying. Jesus is telling them he's going to die. He's going to suffer. And the disciples don't want to hear it. They know they're in the presence of God. They know that Jesus is doing all these amazing things, but they really do not want to hear that he is going to be handed over. And we know that the meaning is hidden to them. We know even that after Jesus dies and is resurrected, he spends 40 days still instructing them, still teaching them, still clarifying. It's wonderful that they took time because it gives us great hope that we actually have to wait for God's time in our life and that sometimes the meaning of our own events are hidden to us that we can't always understand why something is happening particularly if it's suffering or why something isn't coming to pass why aren't we getting the job that we really so need or why is the is the person that we have been praying for healing is not getting healed yet and the meaning of things can be hidden but Jesus is telling them the mission for which he came is going to be accomplished by being handed over and suffering, and the disciples do not want to hear it. Let us pray together that God helps us be patient, be attent, be aware, be ready, be prepared, so that when Jesus wants to move in our lives, when he wants to reveal the hidden meaning of the things that are happening in our midst, that we may be ready, that we may be ready to act according to the will of the Father. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us read together 
a part of the psalm for today, which comes from Psalm 90. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. We continue on that psalm. You turn man back to dust, saying, Return, O children of men, for a thousand years in your sight are as yesterday, now that it's past, or as a watch of the night. We are reminded in many areas in the Bible, many of the stories, many of the passages, many of the Psalms, that God's time is not our time, but that we can count on one thing. We can find our refuge in the Lord. We know that we pass by and we will turn to dust in that our sense of timing is different from God's timing. For him, a thousand years can be just a moment. He is eternal and moves in a different realm. And the psalmist today says, You make an end of them in their sleep. The next morning they are like the changing grass, which at dawn springs up anew, but by evening wilts and fades. Sometimes recognizing that we are all going to die is a very, very important meditation. The meditation on the four last things is something that many saints have practiced. And it is to recognize that there is an end, that there is a judgment for us, that there is a judgment for the world, and that there is eternity. And we have a sense of time that many, for many of us in many of the seasons gets constrained to the difficulties of the events or the joys of the events that are happening right in our midst. And although it's very important to stay in the now and stay present, we also need to remember that we are just passing by. And that no matter how many things are going on around us, how difficult they are today, that the week has ended and that it has happened so fast. And here we are back on the weekend. We know that we can find refuge in the Lord. Today I feel weary. There's a sense of weariness. There's a lot of things that I need to complete. And I'm looking for the strength to complete them. And some of them that I need to complete, I don't want to complete but I know that they need to be done. And one of them is putting order in books and things that I've been organizing. And some of it is tedious. And some of it, when I move around, my knee hurts. And so I have to slow down. So I'm being forced to do it at a pace that is not my regular pace. And to be patient with my limitations. And all of these things are not easy for me to understand why. Why can't I just finish it quickly? But there is something about practicing patience and practicing generosity and practicing this idea of slowing down, that there is a value in slowing down. Things don't just have to be all in a hurry, done quickly, done according to my timing, but according to God's time. First reading for today continues in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and we find the reading telling us rejoice O young man or woman while you are young and let your heart be glad in the days of your youth follow the ways of your heart the vision of your eyes yet understand that as regards all this God will bring you to judgment today we can ponder that, li that life has a flow and that that flow is not necessarily the way we want it and that at the end of our life there is a balancing act for all the things we've done while we live on earth our job is to practice love love of god love love of neighbor as ourselves 
And we follow the ways of our heart and the vision of our eyes because God puts in our hearts and in our eyes the things that he wants us to accomplish. And we have to remember to put those before him to make sure that we are not taking things into our own hands and just solving them according to our own sense of glory or ego or self-determination that is not really aligned with God. Because at the end of our actions, we will have a judgment. So the psalmist, con the uh, Ecclesiastes is not the psalmist, continues telling us, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come. And sometimes when we're young, we feel invincible and we see that many times all of us may have had moments where we did not remember our creator. And it reminds us that before the sun is darkened and the light and the moon and the stars, while the clouds return after the rain, when the guardians of the house tremble and the strong men are bent, we have to remember to turn our hearts to God. As the seasons change, as the moments in history advance or uh, the progress that we seek gets stopped and maybe completely turned around. In all of that, we have to remember that we are made of dust, that we return to the earth, and that the life breath returns to God. And Ecclesiastes' moment re ends in vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. This Ecclesiastic book is very useful in helping us remember the passing things cannot hold our attention for the rest of our lives. So we have to remember to place our attention in God and in the things above us. Even when we feel in a hurry or anxious or even depressed because things are not going the way we want them, let us remember to bring them to the altar of heaven. Let us remember to entrust them to our Lord and to say, help us, guide us, show us the way, show us how to trust more, how to love more, how to hope more, how to have more faith. And as we feel that our faith or our courage is dimming, let us ask also each other to pray for one another because Jesus instructed the apostles to travel together and that where two or more are gathered in Jesus' name, he is there. <laughs>